Welcome to The Coaching Podcast. I'm Simon Blair, and with my co-host Emma Doyle, we explore how to coach for success in both sport and business. Hello, and welcome to The Coaching Podcast. I'm Emma Doyle, here with my good friend, Aidan Thornton. So, Aidan, just for our listeners, can you tell us a little bit about um, what you're doing at the moment? Absolutely. Hi, Emma. Pleased to be here. Um, So, I'm partially an academic and also partially a practitioner, Mm -hmm. and my work focuses on developing leadership so that we can navigate through complex organizational, social, and global issues. Oh, Fantastic. And soon to be doctor. Soon to doctor, be doctor. Yeah, doctor Thornton. Um, so the first question on the uh, the podcast is um, the anchovies question on a pizza. Okay. Uh, yeah, yes, no? What no, you, no. No, no, no go on the anchovies, I'm afraid. Yeah. <laughs> well, in that case, because you answered that way. Yeah. Um, so the first question then is around a, a coaching slash, you know, in your, your line of work, something where things, things didn't go so well and what was the lesson? And in that um, neg- kind of a negative experience, hmm. um, and what, what what could be the the lessons? Yeah, okay, that's a really good question. I think one of the lessons that I often come across in leadership development is making the distinction between leadership events versus leadership practices. Ah. And a lot of the organisations that I work with tend to focus on kind of you know training events um, where you know there's a lot of energy and high engagement and so forth, but what a lot of organizations come to realize is that those events don't necessarily translate into good organizational leadership in the long term. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the work that I focus on is based on leadership practices, which are deliberate daily exercises that leaders can do on an ongoing basis to really start strengthening their psychological muscles. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can do a better job in a much more sustainable way. And I think the lesson that I've learned um, from working with a lot of organizations is just to try and make that distinction really clearly and to help organizations understand how their experience will be different, but also how their results will be different as Mm -hmm. a result of taking this approach. Cool answer. Um, so I'm going to go, I'm going to, normally I don't ask the, the, the opposite of that, but I will because I'm so fascinated. Um, best coaching moment or best experience then, so the opposite of that question, um, and the lessons? Okay, that's a really good question. You know, a lot of my work focuses on um, developing leadership for complexity, and specifically what that means is helping leaders to address very complex problems in a much more skillful way. And what I find working with a lot of senior leaders is that, you know, they've often had these kind of experiences where they've tried to um, implement a culture change in their organization, or they've tried to build a new business model in their organization, or they've tried to implement a new organizational structure. And sometimes these kind of big projects haven't necessarily been as successful as what they wanted. And what I find is, um, uh, you know, through talking with leaders, I help them to understand um, th- this kind of idea of you know psychological complexity, mm-hmm. and that some leaders um, are, are sometimes struggling to um, to kind of deal with the level of complexity that they're dealing with in in their work. Mm-hmm. And for many leaders, there's this huge kind of sigh of relief and this aha moment that they realise that someone really understands and gets the level of complexity that they're dealing with, mm-hmm. and that really provides a launch pad for us to do some really magical work. Oh wow! Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, the next one is the sliding doors question. So, you know, when you think your life is heading one way and then something or someone or 
you know, um, happens and your career really ends up going dramatically left instead of right. Um, yep. Can you think of a moment? We have many, of course, throughout our career, but is there one that stands out for you? I think, um, you know, I was a practitioner for 20 years before I decided to go down an academic route. And in my mind, in my mental model for 20 years was I was just going to continue going down this corporate route and climb the corporate ladder and, you know, be an executive general manager of HR or something like that. And I think, you know, the, the more senior that I became in organizations, the more I realized that what I was really thirsting for was thought leadership. Mm-hmm. And I felt that some of my needs were being met in the corporate life around, you know, getting your hands dirty and implementing stuff and, and really seeing tangible results of, of your work. But at the same time, I kind of had this unquenchable thirst for for kind of, you know, theoretical rigor and deep research and thought leadership. So I actually walked out of the corporate world um, probably about four years ago mm-hmm. to pursue my PhD full time, um, which is specifically focused on um, leadership and complexity. And so I think for me, that was a real turning point because I think it it helped me to get more self-knowledge around the things that I truly valued in my own career. But it also helped me to understand how I could add the most value, I mm-hmm. think, um, which is by striking this balance between kind of thought leadership and, and practical action. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Was, um, was that a feeling? Was that, how did you know to make that decision? How did... Was there something that triggered you to to jump? Yeah, that's a really good question. You know, I'd been thinking about doing my PhD for probably about five years before I made the decision to do it. And the, the only way that I can describe it is this feeling of being ripe. You know, like if you watch, you know, fruit ripen on a tree, there's just a moment where it's just ripe and it's ready to be plucked off the tree. And, and in some ways, that's kind of the internal feeling that I had, that there was some ripeness that allowed me to be ready to make mm-hmm. that, you know, sort of momentous leap from one career in, into another into one. Another yeah. One. Cool, yeah. cool. Uh, in one to a maximum of three words. Oh, that's a challenge. Uh, <laughs> what do you think makes a great coach or leader? Um, I'll use three words. Wise decision making. Cool. Um, and finally, we ask you mm-hmm. when you get that opportunity to meet successful entrepreneurs, coaches, business coaches, sports coaches, mm-hmm. what's that one question that you're always curious? What do you want to know more about? What's that one thing you love to ask people? Yeah, that's a really important question for me. Um, the, the one question that I really like to ask is what's your higher purpose? Yeah. Um, because for me, there always needs to be a clear link between what you're doing and why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's easy as you go through kind of the daily, you know, tasks and activities and, you know, the ups and downs of daily life to kind of get bogged down in some of that stuff. And I think it's really important to remind ourselves of the the larger why around why we're doing this stuff. So if I ever meet, you know, a really successful leader or an entrepreneur or coach Mm. or or whatever, it's really around the why, you know, why why are you doing this and and Mm. what's the bigger difference that you're wanting to make in the world? Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for being on the show, Dr. Aiden Bosman. <laughs> You're very welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Hi, Emma. Hi, Simon. Dr. Aiden Thornton. Yeah. Great interview. Leadership complexity. He's a very smart interesting, cookie. smart, complex person himself that had a beautiful way of articulating his words in the interview. That's one thing that really stood out for me straight away, how um, eloquently he actually was able to help uh, even myself 
understand complex things and, and you know. The art of simplicity, it. putting something complex into a simple yeah. format. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He did it so well. Yeah, he really did. And, you know, let's, if we could begin with, I just even love the, the differentiation between leadership events versus mm. leadership practice. Now, you and I attend many events. Yep. The fact we're even doing the podcast is because we went to a big we event. We did. We did. And it's very, um, it's very easy to get excited, isn't it? You know, the rah rah, the triggers emotion. The, it does, and and yep. and purposefully that the the speakers often do, and that can last. For, let's be honest, for the general population that go along to those events, a couple of days. Yep. Yep. Excited, a couple of days. Yep. It's a bit even New Year's resolutions. Yeah, oh, same concept. Same concept. Yep. So, moments in time. Moments in time. And yep. then Aiden really brings out words like deliberate daily building psycholo- you know, psychology Psycholo- muscles, psychological, psychological muscles, muscles yeah. in a sustainable way. And as, as you said, as soon as you heard that, that's, that's where you change habits. Yeah, well, exactly. From, I mean, I straight away jumped out his language of events versus practices uh, instantly, it's a massive thing in uh, my work with my clients, uh, the difference between training versus coaching. So training being the event, moment in time, we've all been to like conferences, events like that. But even for those in business, you know, you go to a lot of different training courses over your career and they could be amazing. You know, they could be have brilliant people, brilliant material, you learn and get take knowledge, notes. take notes triggers strong emotions, you get a buzz from it, and then you come in the next day and you go back and do what you've always done before mm. and nothing really changes. Or you might take key takeaways and, yeah, certainly things resonate with you, but unless there is follow-up in terms of daily... Repetition. Repetition, which is what he, he mentioned, the daily practices, in this case leadership, exercising those leadership uh well, the skills. psychological muscles, the leadership skills on a daily basis. That's what I do with the coaching is getting what are these managers that I'm um, doing coach the coach with, what are they doing when I'm not there? You know, so here I am for the couple of days and we're doing this training and uh, a bit of coach the coach and on the job stuff. And then I'm going to go away and I won't see you again for another three mm. months, six months. Mm. What's, what's going to happen? Mm. Uh, and if I ring you up in two weeks and I say, we have a discussion. I ask you questions about your activity. What are you going to tell me? Um, mm. And it's those daily habits. I think in everything, yeah. know, sport, business, any anything yeah. you want to you know develop a skill for, learning an instrument, for example. Uh, it's the micro yeah. things you do that, yeah. and that move you forward towards that uh, a new skill or behavior. Exactly. And he talks about the when. When the aha moments come, they obviously come at different times to different people. Yes. Of course. So, you know, you might say something or you might say it a different way or somebody else might say the same thing that you said and then the penny drops. Mm. And then in that way, I think the other thing that I really liked how articulate he was, he said, that is the launch pad to do some great work. Yeah. So when yeah. when there's... when he, that, he mentioned that sigh of relief. Yeah. Like the, the like the the wheel the cog turns mm. just slow oh, oh yeah I got it yeah now we can begin to do the work that we need to do but if that doesn't shift if there's not that initial hey this is important or this needs to change yeah, yeah. then we get what we've always got we yeah well they don't you don't truly buy in do you if 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 that hasn't that getting it that the, where it doesn't click and 
what resonated with me when he mentioned that sigh of relief, it's really the the empathy that and, and the exchange between a coach and coachee, where as the coachee, the person in this case leaders who are having to embark on a very complex journey of learning new skills and, and process and method mm. uh, supported by someone like um, Aiden. Aiden, then the moment they feel that he, he gets their position and, and that's that's where the sigh kicks in. It's yeah. like, yeah, you get me. You get the struggle mm. I'm going through at the moment. Mm-hmm. You get the level of complexity. There is no quick, easy fix. Um and now I'm, I'm ready as a yeah. result of me to getting that about you as, as someone here to support me. Now I'm ready to listen to do the work and be open. Do the work. Take Let's action. go. Let's yeah. rock and roll. Yeah. Let's dance. <laughs> Let's dance. I love it. I love it. Um, and leaving the corporate world, uh, we have, you know, heard this from, from other people who've made leaps of faith into the coaching world. In this case, he moves into the academic world. Mm. And, you know, there's something to be said about deep research in thought leadership yeah. that actually can create change when there's the, when there's research-based decisions mm. that can propel cultural change or these, these big um, issues that, mm. that he deals with. And I love what he says, you know, because I, I was curious. You see, I even I asked a bit of yes. a bonus coaching <laughs> podcast question there because it, it fascinates me. How did you know? Mm. How did you know? And the, he says, yep. uh, course, well, the, he, it was ripe. Yes. The time was right because yes. it, it felt like he was ready five years in the making to get yeah. to that point of just knowing that fruit now was, was the time. The fruit was ripe. Ripe yeah. on the tree. And I think that is fantastic advice. Yeah. Because many people I know, you know, like they might jump ship too early or yeah. when, when you're not quite ready and, and just being ready internally to make that leap of faith for him to, to go ahead and do that and to now to have finished his PhD, come out the other side and now he's, he's actually mm. really living and practising what he, what he preaches. And he mentioned that the balance you have to strike between that, Practical ne- that action. thing he, he knew he needed mm. to venture into, which was... A deeper understanding of the the models and the research, and through his PhD and and developing that core self knowledge, yeah. But then balanced with what he knew because he'd come from the environment, yeah. With the, the practical application Fashion. of that knowledge, yeah. and to be honest, that I love that because in in my space uh, and certainly in the world of custom experience and in just consultancy, there's a lot of practitioners who are very 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 smart people that have. A, psychology degrees, which I don't, you know, I've come from the front line. I've come from the environment. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a theorist, you know, I, I applied learning and, but I'm not diminishing that at all, but it's where the balance, I think the, the, the best, the, uh, the most effective, certainly when you're dealing with complexity, I think it's that there is a sweet spot of balance between, uh, ex, true expertise in that space and, and and then how it gets applied because it's often in in the application mm. where it, it falls down. And I've seen very very smart individuals with amazing models and amazing training doesn't doesn't drive change at all. Even though the, nothing wrong with the model, 
the ability to going back to what we where we started mm. to flex those psychological muscles and and develop daily habits. Mm. Um, well, that's not their skill set. Mm. That's the thing that they don't have expertise yeah. in. So yeah, and that's where we we can all draw upon the, the skills and the talents of of the people that can. It yeah, is about totally. drawing upon the research. It is about mm. the research validating but perhaps some of the things in the practical world. I know for me, I, I'm always like, yeah, you know, I, I know this to be true, but, mm. you know, um, let me look at the research that maybe validates or supports some of my theories because I've lived it. Yes. And now what does the research say? And that's yeah. when we get wise decision-making. Exactly. Now, we haven't had this one before. No. What makes a great coach? Wise decision-making. And I like the language of very very specifically wise, wisdom. And, you know, wisdom... Comes from time and experience, doesn't it? Time and experience. Failure. You know, we've talked a lot on the show about failure, trial and error, and the learnings you get from that. Well, that that feeds wisdom, Mm. doesn't it? Mm. And and that experience. Yeah, and this and what we're talking about, the research and the practical application creates wisdom. Yep. So there it is in a nutshell. Absolutely. We've solved it. We've (laughs) solved the problems of the world and the universe, I think, in just that. We've brought it back. (laughs) I'm sure Aiden would completely disagree. Oh no, no, we've got it. We nailed it. But I highly recommend anyone out there that wants to be challenged. Mm. Uh, I follow him on on Facebook. Um, his posts weekly challenge my thought process. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to connect now, and uh, maybe he's on LinkedIn. That's a great forum for that. Yeah, some you know yes. thought leaders. Yeah, he uh, is a thought leader, yep. and uh, please uh, read read his his research because yeah, he's a really um, he, he's a leader. Yeah. In this space, and then generally, I'm actually interested for myself to learn more about the uh, some of those methods for dealing with complexity, because uh, a lot of the stuff I do is at the front lines. It's, it's not you know the stuff that leaders in big organisations, for example, have to deal with in terms of you know large organisational change, for example. Um, but I'm I'm curious to mm. to tap in tap into especially that that's the own. way the world's going, isn't it? Yeah. It's changing so rapidly, and um, and dealing yeah, things are complex. Yeah. And in the modern world, we love to because everything's at our disposal to think that you know the the, the short, the quick answer, the quick fix, um, and that's how right. everything's dumbed down. Yeah, and often issues in whether it's political issues, whatever, whatever you care to mention. There's it's not necessarily black and white. There's a lot of grey, and mm. and therefore mm. the solutions need have have a degree of complexity around mm. them. So, and I guess wisdom really then taps into higher purpose. Yes. So his question for the podcast, which <laughs> we're big on at the moment, we're flipping a lot of yep. these questions right back to you as our audience. We want to know your what and your why, as he describes it. Yeah. What is your higher purpose? This and, is an opportunity for our audience, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely, and. I, Are you going to grab it? <laughs> and take it and run with it and make sure the uh, the fruit is ripe on that tree of yours. Yep. Uh, and lastly, just on that, I just wanted to share, uh, I guess, I've really been connected to that this year in terms of my higher purpose yep. in connecting girls with sport mm. and how we do that through Engage, Develop and Empower. And it's... When you're really clear I love, I love, on... I love how you've narrowed from since we got yeah, together. It's, absolutely. Because it's really only now, this this recording session, um, where I'm hearing that 
just resonate and cut through. Clarity. Specifically, it's like a, a clearer niche for yourself. And decision-making becomes wiser. Yeah. When you're connected to your high purpose. So please, mm. thank you, Aiden, for being on the show. Simon, thank you yeah. for your wisdom uh. <laughs> and your practical application and always uh, thank a joy. Thank you, Emma. And thanks for, um, yeah, the interview with Aiden and bringing him to the table and for our audience. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. great stuff. Which, just, just quickly, we did, him and I, guess how we met? On a course. Ah. And that course was NLP. Neuro linguistic programming, yep. and it certainly has changed my life. Yep, and it's just—I'm uh, so glad to have met him on that on that journey. Yeah, and we've stayed in touch because that journey, you know, that that was quite a fair few years ago now. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we still stay connected. Yeah, um, terrific. Yeah, love so, it. Thanks, Aiden. Thanks, Simon. Thanks, Emma. Emma Doyle is an international high-performance coach and motivational speaker, helping people to unlock their inner coach. Her mission is to unleash female potential through her Girl Power Camps and the Confidence Matrix program. She can be contacted on email via emma at emmadoyle.com.au or visit her website or Facebook page. Myself, well, I'm a contact center coach with a career of more than 25 years creating strong coaching culture and performance within sales and customer service teams. I would love your connection on LinkedIn. Search Simon Blair Contact Centre Coach or you can email me direct at simon.blair at 5degrees.com.au That's F-I-V-E-D-E-G-R-E-E-S.